Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. I just always love solving problems and helping people. I love taking people who every day they had to do this thing that's very annoying or just very time consuming. And then I can come in after either a few hours or a few weeks or a few months and make their day better. My name is Spree Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast. I'm currently in Los Angeles in the Santa Monica Sound Studio celebrating the most incredible women in tech here in Los Angeles. And I have the lovely Michelle. Hello. Hi. Great to be here. Thank you for coming. So go ahead and tell everybody uh, who you are and a little bit about what you do. So I moved to L.A. about seven years ago. Start with your name, your first and last name. Oh, I'm Michelle Brenner. I started out working in VFX, and I transitioned to development. And now I'm working at Technicolor as a support engineer manager. And where did you move from? Philadelphia. And why Los Angeles? I just love movies and television, and I really want to be part of entertainment, and this is where where it is. So... You're part of both the entertainment world and the tech world. When did you realize that you had this passion for technology? When I started working at Sony Pictures Imageworks, which was my first job, it started as a basic render wrangler, pipeline developer, very small scripts. I realized that the more scripts I wrote, the more time I could spend on the Internet and not you know, doing very repetitive tasks. And that was really satisfying. And so I started growing more and more in that role and managing a team, and it was really fun. And then when I decided to leave that company, I was primarily looking at ways that I could grow technically so I can do not just technology that was within the company, but technology that applied to lots of different companies. So that's why I went more into web development. And what would you say was, take me on your journey on learning how you became who you are today and then your professional trajectory getting here? Sure. I just always love solving problems and helping people. And that's almost definitely why I ended up in more of the support engineer side. Uh, I love taking people who every day they had to do this thing that's very annoying or just very time consuming. And then I can come in after either a few hours or a few weeks or a few months, however long it takes, and make their day better. Uh, usually when people call me, I always say it's like the worst part of their day because something has gone wrong or something has been going wrong for a long time, but it's so nice to make their day better. And I love, I love helping people. And how did you find the job op where you are now? Uh, I just found it searching. I really wanted to stay in entertainment. And Technicolor basically does everything in entertainment that is not in front of the camera. The only thing they aren't is actors. So it's really great to be a part of it and know that 
I help movies get made. How is the movie industry changed? Do people still watch movies? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I watch a lot of movies. <laughs> um, and the, technically the big things that have changed is a lot more automation, a lot more uh, people all over the world working on the same movie. And security is super big. You know, we don't want our movies to get out there until they're perfect because everyone puts so much work into them and every shot is poured over, over and over and over again that you want people to see the final product. What is the Technicolor culture like? Why are you so attracted to working with them? I really like how both like casual and important it is. So, you know, movies have a hard deadline. Everyone's working very hard. So everything is both incredibly important but it's not heart surgery like right. i don't know if that type of stress is for me where i have right. someone's life in my hand but it's just enough where i know that what i'm doing is important yeah but your then, work matters yeah exactly and then but also the hours don't matter as much because i could work early in the morning late at night whenever i get my work done is when i get it done and being available all the time is really helpful for them so that makes it really easy for me to have a better work-life balance and what does work-life balance mean to you? It means being able to work when I can. And if something comes up, like an appointment or going on a fun podcast, I can leave a little <laughs> early. Or I can come in a little late and, you know, and then I casually make it up when something happens. Like if something happens late at night or early in the morning, I'm available. And not being able to be counting my hours. It's more like counting how much I get done. I love that. And you're married, too. And I bring that up because I think it's so important, especially because something I sacrificed in being an entrepreneur was a social life and dating. And if I someone just asked me the other day, if you had to give your your teenage self advice, what advice would you give her? And I said, I would say you don't have to sacrifice your social life in dating. And how is being in a powerful relationship? How does it strengthen your career as a professional? It's really great knowing that if I have to work late, someone is making me dinner. Uh, it's especially since I met my husband so young. I've been with him for uh, almost fifteen years now. So congratulations! I didn't to, thank you. Luckily, I didn't have to date that much. <laughs> so it's knowing that if I, you know, if I tell him if I have to be home late or go in early, he's always very understanding. You know, if we're at dinner and something happens, he knows my career is important to me. Um, and he also moved across the country for it uh, when we right after college. We both had like okay jobs, nothing very interesting. Right. And we made a pact that whoever gets a job anywhere in the world first, that was cool. The other person went with them. Yeah. So I got the job in Los Angeles and I said, I have to be there in three weeks. Please pack up the apartment. <laughs> I got to go. And he packed up and shipped everything when I left after a week. Oh, I love how supportive he is. That's awesome. And I mean, I just think it's so important. It's something I want to bring up in the podcast more mainly because I thought that I had to sacrifice that whole side of myself in order to be a professional. So I'd love to share more stories on how having a personal life enhances your professional life. Um, so what? give us an example of your workday flow. What's it look like? So one thing, being part of support, I always have the tickets window open. I'm always seeing what's going on. Um, when there's tickets, I get on them right away. When there's no tickets, I usually just go through our issues and our bugs and try to push things through. It's generally pretty casual unless there's a fire and you have to drop everything immediately because someone needs shots and they're waiting and it's ready to go. Uh, but generally, it's a pretty, you know, pretty regimented day of just tickets and bugs and things like that. 
and interspersed with, you know, sprint planning meetings and things like that, which I actually really enjoy going from the the issue down to the brass tacks. Like, what are they? What are their problems? How can we fix this in you know the next couple of weeks? And have you ever had a challenge that you thought was very daunting and then you overcame successfully? Uh, absolutely. So when I started at Technicolor, uh, about two weeks before me, the first salesperson had started, and I got in. I knew so little web development. I didn't know how to open the network panel. Like, I didn't know anything about it. I basically just knew some Python, and I was excited to be there. And he said, we've just sold a product. Can you build it? And I was like, "Uh, okay, well, let me get on Google. Um, Trusty Google. Yeah, so it was just one step at a time, doing the MVP and just hacking my way through. And after that experience, it really taught me the whole product, the whole product lifecycle, and then ever since then, it's been growing on top of that experience. And it's been really great. That's awesome. And what do you most look forward to in your career? Uh, I'm really looking forward to growing a team. I really love how when you're a part of the team, you can make much better projects than just by yourself. So that's why I like being part of a team. I like growing my own team. That's my next step. Uh, training others, helping them succeed, and just moving forward. If you had to give someone coming out of college or maybe still in school right now um, advice on how to get into your your industry, if they wanted the exact same job that you have, what would you suggest to them? I would say to try QA or a support engineer. Uh, not a lot of people know about those jobs because they, you know, they're, they're not all development. They're a lot just looking at the product, pressing buttons, doing small tickets. But you get to know every single department the product from top to bottom. And it's just a really great, great way to learn. What resources do you access to learn more? What blogs or magazines or podcasts or books do you recommend? I do mostly just like, here's a topic, I'll Google it and see what's available rather than go to specific uh, specific materials. How do you um, trust the Googles? <laughs> it really depends how many people have answered. Uh, I will say that I just found out that with a Los Angeles library card, all the Linda business classes are free. What? So I've just started that. Wait, I wonder if that's the same with the Santa Monica library card. That's awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah, there's I'm so gonna many get on that. that. Yeah. But you guys, if hello, listen, Linda L Y N D A dot com. If you have a Los Angeles library card, hopefully Santa Monica too, you can access it for free. That's wild. That's so cool. How do you do that? You just go to Linda? How Do you know what the process um, flow is? I, you have to get a library card in person, and then you just go on the website, and there's a bunch of learning resources. And so there's a whole bunch of other websites. But on, Linda, the, on the library website or on Linda website? Library website. Okay. And then it just says, click here to go to Linda, and you go, go there and put in your library card, and all the classes are just available. Wild. I am crossing my fingers. Santa Monica has that. That's so cool. How can people connect with you? Um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn or on Twitter at Michelle Lynn B. Can you spell it for everybody? Sure. M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-L-Y-N-N-E-B or Michelle Brenner at LinkedIn. Thanks so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. It's so important to hear stories of inspiration so we could be that silent mentor to everybody listening. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Remember, say hello at Women in Tech Show on Twitter. Instagram and Facebook. Bye. UpGuard. 
one of my favorite companies in Mountain View, combines asset discovery, security ratings, and vendor questionnaires for the only complete cyber risk solution. Not only do they keep us safe online, they empower women in tech internally. They focus on hiring female engineers to make sure that we rise to the top. So I welcome you to take a look at their job opportunities from Mountain View to New York, New York to Sydney, Australia. They are a company worth exploring. Their mentorship culture is magnetic. Mention the Women in Tech podcast when you apply. Just as they celebrate women in tech, we want to celebrate you too. So make sure to let us know when you've reached out to UpGuard and we'll make sure to feature you on the Women in Tech social channels. We believe in you. UpGuard.com. Visit them for yourself. You'll see exactly what I mean. The Women in Tech podcast is an independent production funded by you, the community. To support Women in Tech, if you believe in the vision as much as we do, please consider going to womenintechpodcast.com. That's womenintechpodcast.com and just click on the contribution link to keep this podcast going. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.